Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patent process on to their own clients. And we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So... Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it. All right, rock stars, welcome back to the venue, to your stage. I am joined by a rock star today. His name is Michael, and he is amazing. And uh, I love that you've used your name to play on all of your, your companies. So Michael Bozinski is his name and he is the, 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 the founder, the, the voice, the brains behind BuzzBiz Media, behind Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing and behind BuzzBiz Studios, among some other things. So Michael, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me. So I want to hear a little bit about your story and how you got into this agency world um, and, and and explain a little bit about those different brands to BuzzBiz Media Studios and then the Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing. So the floor okay. is yours, man. Where, where'd you come from? <laughs> well, I was born in England, an Air Force brat. <laughs> <laughs> Started there, uh, grew up in California, um, thought I was going to be a rock star until about the age of 28, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was in a bunch of bands, uh, played, played in some pretty cool places on the West Coast and then I joined the service uh, at the age of 22. I figured if it was good enough for Elvis, it was good enough for me. Uh, go. And then uh, by the time I was 32, I got out of the service and I started a recording studio called Buzz Biz Studios. And so I figured if I couldn't be a rock star, maybe I could make somebody else a rock star. Yeah. Within a year, I realized that surviving off of starving musicians is a very bad business plan. So <laughs> uh, BuzzBiz Studios ended up being uh, pivoting into a media production studio. And then over the years, that grew into a creative agency. Uh, and it lost its identity as a production studio. I started losing my sanity as a CEO. Um, multi-million dollar creative agency. It was uh, actually based out of Anchorage, Alaska. I lived there for 18 years. Um, and I just got to a point where I'm like, I owned a job and I didn't like it anymore. I, di- I didn't get to be in front of my clients. I didn't get to be part of the strategy. I didn't get all the fun stuff. I was just stuck with all the admin and, and making people happy and millennials uh, feeling comfortable being in a seat and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I broke my company up and created uh, the BuzzBiz Media holding company and then split my agency into a production studio and a digital firm. And so BuzzBiz Studios now does all of the production end of things, video production, uh, graphic design, those types of things over there. And then dig- uh, all the digital stuff from websites on through marketing, digital marketing and integrated marketing. Actually, we still do TV, radio and stuff like that for placement for folks, but we integrate it with their digital presence. And that's the buzzworthy integrated marketing. And uh, the buzz whole buzz thing is actually a nickname from like when I was in high school, buzz. And it, yeah. it carried, it followed me into the military. And so, yes, I, I try to use the Z's and the buzz as much as it, it makes sense. <laughs> and it's yeah. been fun. So I've been doing Buzzworthy integrated marketing since 2008, end of 2018. We actually went virtual. 
a year and a half before COVID, which was beautiful. So we were all (laughs) set up and and we were already doing business that way. Um, We're a mighty team of 12 uh, folks who all work from their own homes. And then all of our production, media production that's on sites, we just go on site for those types of things. They used to have a 13,000 square foot facility and just the building itself was a job and I just don't want it anymore. I want to be that focus. And so that is the story and how I got here. <laughs> so, so Michael, how the question it always seems like when it comes to startup agencies, you know, kind of this smaller business, as it were, is how to scale. But it sounds like you got to the point where you scaled to where it just became a job, yep. and you almost had to like unscale. Yep. What is what does that look like for you? Why like like how does that work? That that looks like death. It, it's yeah. the worst thing you could ever go through. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That was the most, uh, that was a tough, tough year and a half of my life. I actually, I came to the realization I was on location shooting a uh, documentary in Italy for 11 days. And my first day on the ground in Italy, I got a call saying a portion of the building, the electricity had been shut off. And I had 25, millenn- uh, 25 millennials uh, all walking around their head thinking we were going bankrupt. Hmm. And I'm trying to work 18 hour days on location shooting with one other person. So I can't break away. Um, We're following a choir, a professional choir going through Italy. And, you know, we're we're videotaping at the Vatican and St. Paul's. I mean, just anywhere, Mm. everywhere. It was awesome trip, except it was the worst trip. And so by the time I got back, um, I was in this place where it's like, well, do do I want to build this back up as a bigger and better or make it right for me and right size it really is what happened. And so shedding the clients was actually a relief as you go through that process of just going, that's not my perfect client. I don't want them anymore, allowing their contracts to go. So there's that kind of that painful transition. You don't want to leave anybody hanging. So you gracefully are bowing out where you can. Um, and then finding new homes is probably the hardest thing when you're right sizing. And so it took about a year out of the last 18 months to do that. Um, and then reworking all of your processes. Like we had a th- this thick of a book that that people could read through as far as everything that was document. I'm a big e-myth um, fan and document documentation and all that good stuff. And um, I would say that that process, uh, having to start all over, going from in-house everything to remote workers 100%, is probably the biggest struggle, but I'm now seven times more profitable than I was when I was pulling in five times the revenue. Yeah. And that's what scaling looks like, especially today. I like that you call it right sizing. Yes. It isn't necessarily about getting bigger. It's about becoming the right size. What, so what does scaling look like now today for you? What is your next dream for your, for your companies? So I got into a guy named Michael McCallowitz. And um, as I was restructuring my business, I read his book called Profit First. And I realized that I was, the, the reason I, I owned a job is because I didn't understand how to actually work profit, right? And so now scaling has to do with my profitability. Mm-hmm. So um, right now is restructuring the uh, onboarding process. Where is the body of knowledge that everybody can go to and replacing myself in the day-to-day? Then I can scale. Before, I was trying to be in the business and build the business. And as a CEO, 
even as a, pre- let's go president, right? Presidents are more in that sales, right? And, and finding a good business manager and being able to afford that business manager without sacrificing my profitability, that right there tells me I'm ready to scale. And scaling is such an overused buzzword. I hate that mm. word. It's really the new right size, right? So I gave myself, this is how many clients I can manage as a project manager and the CEO of my companies, right? And anything above that, I have to reevaluate how much time it's going to take me and what type of profitability that's going to bring. And then bring that. And then, so it's the scale is a a gradual people talk about scaling. It's like, I want to go from 25 to a hundred clients. I'm like, do you even know what that looks like? I, I remember 300 clients. I don't, I didn't even know all their names, let alone all my employees' names at that point. I was like, that is not fun. I promise anybody that it is a headache because you get people who call you very mad about things that somebody else did and it's your name on the flagstaff. And so you got to answer for it and you don't know. And so I think that it's a matter of knowing what the right size is as as you are able to replace yourself in the business. So my goal this year is to take a 30-day vacation and come back, um, never looking at my email for 30 days, and the company actually having more clients than when I left. Mm, I like that's a good goal. That's a that's a unique goal. I love that. That's yes. I that's like and that was a nice. I, I learned that from a guy, the Michael McCallowitz. He he wrote another book. Um, called Clockwork, and it's all about replacing yourself in your business so you can own the business, not own a job. And that was my my goal in restructuring. So it was perfect time to find that book. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit real quick uh, about who you work with. You've you've been able to figure out, you know, instead of three hundred clients, you have just your core. Um, right. What does that who, who does that look like nowadays? So I, that was probably one of the second hardest things to do was figure out who I wanted to to work with on a regular basis. And I have found that serving service-based B2C and B2B clients is my niche. Like I don't care if they're a doctor or a home improvement uh, consultant or an interior decorator or a siding company or a plumber or electrician, they're service-based businesses. And service-based businesses are all about the people. And I love marketing people because people Consumers don't, regardless of your B2B or B2C business, that your clients don't buy your brand. They don't buy your company. They don't buy your product. They buy you. And so small businesses, uh, privately held, closely closely held, and uh, privately run, those guys right there, those are my favorites. And so that's who I try to attract. And that's who I always have the conversations with. And then right now, as a little spurt off from that, are other agency owners. Um, and working with them and helping them with search marketing. We found that search marketing is my core. That's where I get the most excited. Um, I did some research and search marketing and SEO actually drives 1000% more web traffic to websites than social media and drives seven times the close rate of social media. So I'm like, well, shoot, that's where small business needs to be. They spin their wheels with social media. And so I've actually shifted and want to work with other marketers who understand social media is a conversion tool, not a traffic tool. And then Mm -hmm. where search marketing can be there. And so that's why I created Dizio which is one of our products under Buzzworthy. And it's a, it's, it allows people that are business owners to do DIY SEO who can't afford an agency. Or it, um, I'm using it with other marketers who don't know SEO but want to add it to their services 
because the program literally tells them what to do every month. Hmm. Nice. So it's almost like a, like a white label. I get to use it for my agency in like in partnership with you and then build yeah. both of us. So that's cool. exactly. And um, yeah, so the great thing about that is that the, you don't, all of their reporting still can be gone, uh, done through the Google console and all those things. So it's not like they have to have my, they have to have a forward facing uh, platform to their clients. They can just have all their clients on my platform and they're getting their action list every month. This is what I've got to do. Now, whether mm-hmm. they use a digital assistant to do those things, I don't care. I'm just okay. giving them a platform to where they can offer this now at a content marketer who's like using it for her own website, plus her clients who keep begging her about SEO and yeah. she doesn't want to learn it. So we'll, we'll make sure that um, listeners have a place to go for that, Michael, shortly. But um, uh, so let's go back to the pain points. You talk about marketing people. You love marketing people. And when you're working with those, uh, either even if it's agencies or it's a service-based brands. What, what's the biggest pain point that we all face right now? I feel that right now is the complete over indulgence of advertisers just raping our brains. Mm. <laughs> like it's just mm-hmm. like mm. it was so much. I just, my wife was telling me, he's like, I can't even be on social media because every fourth post is an ad mm-hmm. where it used to be about one every 12. Right. So it's right. like four times the the advertising out there and we're just bombarded. I think there, I saw one statistic says that we see 3000 advertisements on an average as Americans every day. Right. I mean, that is amazing um, to me to think that our brains could even consume that much in just advertising. That's not even co- the content we're consuming. That's just the advertising. So I think that the pain point is finding ways to shine through all the noise. And it's one of the reasons I really like search because search are people looking for you. They just don't know who you are yet. So if we position you with your perfect client type, your avatar, if you will, then, and they connect with you, you're going to not have to do all the sales stuff because that's the second most painful thing for our business owners and our, and our agencies is the selling. Hmm. Everybody hates to sell. I was like, but if you're just yourself and you provide a solution to the people you like to work the most, you'll never sell a thing in your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about shining through that noise, as you just called it. Um, what's a favorite story that highlights a specific way that you've been able to help serve your clients and help them shine through that noise? So one of my biggest, um, my favorite story, let's go with my favorite story. I was yeah. a, a naturopathic doctor um, and they they were on, they got hired, he hired a uh, agency um, that basically rebuilt his website, charged him a buttload of money to rebuild his website into this blog. And it told him it does, you don't matter. And had blogs about stuff that he didn't write that had nothing to do with his practice. And his practice on the website was kind of a second thing. Right. And I was just like, holy cow, this is horrible. Right. So he's finally done with this contract and he brings me on. And I says, How about we build a website around you? He says, Why would I do that? This is because without you, this business doesn't exist. And so he he had to rethink this whole process because he bought into this other concept. Right. But my favorite thing about it was to is going through all the things that he does differently than every other naturopath out there and Mm -hmm. that he's actually worked the science and he's act. And so I was able to use that 
um, competitive advantage and really hone in on that. And then because it, this is a guy in, up in Alaska, it was, he's out in, in this, this um, neighborhood that's out and away from the main city Anchorage called Eagle River. It's a suburb, right? And there's about 40,000 people there. And it's only him and one other lady that worked there. And I'm like, how much business do you actually need? And he goes, well, and he gave me a number and I says, okay, well, then this is how much traffic we need to bring to your website. So we didn't have to spend money. We didn't have to die. We actually got away from social media. He uh, didn't want to do social media. He doesn't like social media anymore. And so just by letting him be himself, I didn't have to create anything. I just let him talk. We made a video series and all these other things. And just by that and getting that ranking for his local business and having that drive up has more business than he can handle. He can never even talk to me. Like I talk to him about every three months when he can come up for air and say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have a video testimonial from him. I'm like, that's the guy. That's the, if you're not doing it, you do it with this guy. Nice, nice. <laughs> and I, that's and a- I really didn't have to create anything. I'm, I, I become more of a, an interviewer of sorts and just yeah. drive, drive out. What's your actual competitive advantage? What are you the most passionate about? And that passion drives through and shines through. You don't have to outshine the biggest. You just need to shine in your local area because you're a local business. Very few businesses are national businesses. And mm-hmm. so I try to get people to start thinking big by thinking small. Think mm-hmm. local, think personal, think who you can touch tomorrow. And then we can work about the next county out and the next state out in that way. But let's yeah. get really good at our, our, our local neighborhood where we got the lowest line fruit because you can mm-hmm. immediately help them. That's your rock star moment right there. That's he's the guy. Yeah. That's awesome. Right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I need to, I need to cut that up and put it on my website. It's, but it's like, he goes on for like four minutes. I don't know what to cut. So <laughs> don't cut anything. I'm mean, just let it go. You, yeah. Right. Know you, it brought right? a tear to my eye. I was actually sitting in the go. corner and I'm watching it. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so dumb. Oh, that's cool. I can't believe somebody said that about me. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. So, all right. So Michael, I'm going to, I'm going to get to my last question here in a minute and maybe I'll stump you. Maybe I won't, but first I want to make sure that our listeners get a chance to connect with you to find uh, you know, Dizio to find whatever they need to do. Do you have a central location for everything or where do you send people to find Michael Bazinski? Right now, the, there is no central because it's all still kind of, it's permeating in, but we do have the buzzworthy.biz and that right there has my book of the rule 26, which is a thing that we didn't get into today, which is fine. It's a simplification of KPIs for marketers and okay. business owners, um, which drives you to Dizio. Dizio is at D-I-Z-Y-O dot biz. It is a product of, we're in the midst of rebuilding our website that will have Dizio as one of our products on the website. So that's why we don't have it centralized quite yet. So that's coming out this month. So if you go there, buzzworthy. Uh, buzzbiz.biz, B-U-Z-Z-B-I-Z-Z dot B-I-Z, fun one, um, is the the production company. And so that one's the Buzzbiz Studios. And that has all of our services uh, except for Dizio listed on it. Gotcha. And listeners on LinkedIn, find Michael Wazinski. Very easy to find him there. And uh, and you can get all that stuff. So, all right, here we go. So we are agency rock stars. Rock stars are counterculture. So counterintuitive. I want to know this, Michael, what kind of counterintuitive advice have you heard or do you give that people are like, that's never going to work, but it does. What does that look like? 
There's a couple. Um, I'm going to do it for social media because I have been kind of anti-social media for, for growing people's businesses for a while. So, and we do, and we manage social media, but we do it for different reasons. Right. So I tell people like everybody comes to me and is like, Hey, can you manage my four channels? Hmm. I'm like four channels. Really? That's on average. I've had people come to me with eight channels. So they have everything from Pinterest down to Twitter LinkedIn, Medium, everywhere. Uh, all, they're all over the place and they're trying to manage all of these channels at once. I says, why don't you get really good at one? But, but what all those people over there? I said, how many are you, how many are actually liking everything you do? Mm. Well, I get one or two. What if you got on one and you had a hundred like what you said? Mm. And then they go, oh, 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 okay. Okay. Let's do that. Right. <laughs> and so but it's, it's, it, and, and, it, and I do it in my business, right? I'm getting small as I possibly can to have the biggest impact. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's kind of like, like making uh, a diamonds, right? You're, you're pressing the coal. Everybody can get coal and we can burn coal at a pound a minute, right? But finding mm-hmm. a diamond takes pressure. Make, it, it makes it tight, right? Mm-hmm. And the tighter you get, the, the brighter you shine as far as I'm concerned. And so mm-hmm. it's really about that atomic process something super super small that can make a huge big explosion right instead of trying to make the biggest flame and letting everybody see you but nobody can get close to you you're too hot right and so that's where i'm i'm trying to be in in for my book my businesses too is to say think small so that you can get big because if we can get it really good nucleus then you can grow upon that Man, that's good. There were several little nuggets in there for people. Speaking of diamonds, little diamond nuggets, right? So, right. <laughs> uh, Michael, an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being a part of Agency Rockstars. Everybody go check out those links, uh, Buzzworthy Integrated Marketing and Buzz Media. Great stuff. Michael, thanks again, Thank man. You. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon.